Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, whiter looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, whiter, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists, and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop, and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes, plus it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb. So whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify eye drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out lumifyeyes.com to learn more. So there's a lot to get into today. Uh, We gave you guys an update on the whole college admission scandal. We talked all things Coachella, discussed a lot about Justin Bieber and J-Lo denying the A-Rod cheating rumors. And for you Kardashian fans, we talked at length about True's first birthday party and so much more. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. And Emma's sick today, so I'll be taking over. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I should just come out and say it's allergy season and you can probably hear it in my voice, but I'm going to do my best, right? Yeah, we're going to we're gonna see what happens. Just support me through this because I have been working really hard the entire morning to try to make it sound a little better. I think you sound sexy. <laughs> Thanks, Julie. I appreciate it. Um, you guys, there's a lot to get into today. I'm unbelievably excited for this episode. Yeah, there's really like a lot of things I'm excited to talk about here. I love when that happens, when it's like not just news, but it's news that we actually give a shit about. You know I what I mean? I just feel like I have a lot to say. I know. I know it's so unlike me. <laughs> Okay, let's get right into it. Um, We are going to start with our favorite update, which is the college admission scandal update. I feel like this has happened so frequently that we could probably use like a sound effect for this because of how often we've talked about it. What's a a college admission scandal? What is the sound of money laundering? (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to title the episode that. Um, So Lori Laughlin decided that she is pleading not guilty. Um, Yes, I know. All of you are like, what the fuck, as much as we are. Do you want to take it away, Julie, explain what happened? Yeah. So, God, she's just—first of all, she should hire new lawyers because they're clearly leading her in a not great direction. I know the lawyer is kind of at liberty to what you want to say. Anyways, regardless. Um, so, Lori Laughlin was offered a plea deal, and she rejected it because she was like, I'm not going to jail. Like, too good for jail. And they were—my assumption is they were like, listen, you're serving jail time no matter what. Like, you should take this deal. And I think in her head, she was like, no way. There's no way they'd send me to jail. So she she was like, rejected the plea deal. As soon as she rejected it, they hit her with another charge, which is a money laundering charge. So now she's facing even more jail time. And now the, the plea deal that could have gotten her out in a two years maximum, I think it was, is now being pushed to like a 40-year maximum sentence. Her and her husband could do ridiculous amounts of time in jail. And on top of that, they pleaded not guilty. So it's like... Yeah, I guess if OJ can get away with it, so can you. But this one seems pretty clear cut that you're you're not getting away with this one. It's just a messy situation. I'm absolutely confused by the whole thing. I mean, apparently, again, everything we're saying here in terms of like the interpersonal relationships of what go- what's going on is speculation because we don't know. But what we heard is that Olivia is not talking to her parents. Yeah, I mean, I I heard she was staying at her boyfriend's. Which I always had like this fantasy of high, in high school of like running away from my house and staying at my boyfriend. So I felt like people did that. I didn't have a boyfriend in high school. <laughs> I just had this fantasy that like one day I'd run away from home. Is that what your fantasy was? We have very different. Fantasies. I know it was just like the, like I felt like in TV shows they were like I'm like I'm staying at my boyfriend's. I, like ran away from home dramatically, and I was like that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so much 
much fun. Yeah, she is. Her her boyfriend, um, Jackson Guthrie, is his name. I'm sure you've seen him if you've ever watched any of her YouTube videos. I, you really knew that name off the top of your head because it's not written down. I know. I I'm so <laughs> impressed because I'm, t- I'm like, honestly, I didn't. I know a lot about YouTube. You know that. Yeah, I know. You do way more than I do. We all have our strengths. Yeah. Um, again, I'm just curious to see this morning. So one time, I, like a couple of podcasts ago, we were going to be talking about this. So I searched Olivia Jade on YouTube. And since then, I get alerts from YouTube every single morning about things related to them. So this morning, I get uh, an in-depth tour of Lori Laughlin's house. It's <laughs> like, fuck yeah. So this morning, I watched a 15-minute tour of their house. Just a side note, absolutely drop dead. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Oh, it's my God. It's really beautiful. I was unaware how well, like, I knew, obviously, that she came for money, but I kind it, of— Because it's the husband. I didn't, I had no idea. Well, listen, Lori's wealthy in her own right, but I did not realize uh, the, the financial level that he was on yeah. also. Well, until Massimo. Yeah. Totally, like, went over my head. Yeah. Well, I think it did for most people until they were like, hmm, you paid $500,000 to get to college on top of tuition? You must have some good financials. Yeah. The the thing about this case is that's like so ridiculous is like it's it's so clear cut how guilty they are. Like her her only um I guess ability in court to plead not guilty would be that she I'm trying to even think what she would say. Like you can't say she didn't know it was illegal because ignorance isn't a defense. She can't say she didn't do it. It's literally on recording that she's like that they're like, "Hey, Remember when you paid us five hundred thousand dollars to pretend your daughter was on the crew team and and um, and get her into college? And she's like, "Yeah, what about?" And he was like, "Oh, nothing. Just checking to make sure you remember. Like, how how do you get out of that?" I I have here's the thing. I have such a lack of knowledge in the legal system to be able to speak about this and like at all intelligently. But on a very basic level, this seems like some shit. Like that's all I know. right. You like know it's what I mean? just like I, it just it, here's the thing with Felicity Hoffman that I will say is that she took that deal, admitted she was wrong, and now, like, she can move forward. Like, in a couple of years, you're going to forget that Felicity Hoffman was involved in this because of how, like, gracefully and well she handled the aftermath of it. With Lori Laughlin, it's like, you are always going to remember, A, that she did this, and B, that she took a situation that she got into because she was privileged and then tried to use her privilege to get out of it once she was already caught. And it's like, she's just digging herself in a hole, and it she comes across as, like, so ridiculous and honestly so obnoxious for it. Yeah, I wanna um I wanted to point out something. So last week, I think it was last week we were talking about how she was at the courthouse and she was seeming very, you know, she was signing autographs and smiling. And people were saying that that was so false. And I think it was Justin on Daily Pop that said, you know, she she's just being how she knows how to be. That's all she knows how to do. And I I just want to echo that that I think that there's like a total on one hand, her being the way that she's seemingly acting is kind of her persona and that's all she knows how to do. That being said, that doesn't excuse the legal actions that she's taking. Right. You know what and I like, mean? You know, it's it's it really is one thing to do something wrong um, because everyone does stupid shit. And like t- truly there are, are worse things a person could do than pay to get their kid into college. And, like, I, I can almost understand her rationale of being like, well, I don't think I did anything any mother wouldn't do, cared about her kids and had that ability to do it. And and I can almost understand that. I can't understand the aftermath of being caught and still, you know, going with this, like, ideology that she has that she did nothing wrong or that this is somehow, like, either not illegal or not immoral or— Well, I think that the issue with that is that Yeah, she's totally right in the sense of that in her mind, she was being a good mother. 
But the problem with that mindset is that it's so it's so lacks a bird's eye view. It's such an individualized um, kind of perspective. And instead of thinking, wait a second, by me asserting my privilege in order to help my daughter, I'm taking the opportunity from so many kids. That's that's right. the it's issue. Just, it's it's it, there's so many things on top of it, and and. The, the way she's handling this whole thing is is a little unexpected to me, especially because I think she could have done a lot of things here to now salvage a relationship with her daughter. For example, like if she were to come forward possibly the way Felicity Huffman did and say, you know, I'm accepting this deal. I did something wrong. Like, please don't blame my daughter. She's in this mess because of me. And like, I want to see her career flourish. And like, I'm sorry that I got her into this. Then like, we we could help Olivia Jade. You know what I mean? Like she could have done something that was like, Let's just put this in the past and try and focus on all of us moving forward. The way she's fighting it and the way she's pleading not guilty and all of these things, I, I, I think that it's going to affect up uh, negatively affecting her daughter more than it already is, in my opinion. Yeah. I want to just uh, say, though, like what we know about them not getting along is all speculation. We don't have any official confirmation. No, no, It's just important don't. to note. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. No, you're 100% right. I just, but if that is correct, then yes, I 100% agree with it's, you. It, it's not— hard to, and even if they are getting along, let's say their relationship's okay and they're talking and they're fine, it's still like her saving face would help her daughter whether they have a relationship right now or not. No, totally. Completely agree with you 100%. Um, anyway, so we will continue to update you as that story unfolds. It is absolutely wild. It's really interesting at the same time, though, like the human part of me hates it. Like I hate that this mother-daughter in this situation, like I don't enjoy it right, at all. Right, no, no, no. But I would be lying if I said I'm not interested because I really am. And and I think we both are interested in the way that she continues to handle it, right? Yeah, I mean, incredibly. I mean, especially someone like Lori Laughlin. It was really out of left field in the way she's dealing with it out of left field and I just the whole thing. by it. Yeah, we're just as, as uh, interested as you guys are. Okay, moving on now to story number two. This isn't necessarily a story. We just kind of wanted to touch on it just to give it the respect that it deserves. So as you guys know, Nipsey Hussle was um, really tragically murdered um, a couple weeks ago, and his funeral took place on Thursday. So it was this beautiful, almost like celebration of his life. Um, There were performances by Stevie Wonder. His mom, Lauren London, his wife, and Snoop Dogg all spoke um, Lauren London's son, actually, who she shares with Little Wayne, also spoke about having a dream that he was in paradise and that Nipsey was there with him. It was so special. Um, Lauren, you know, I didn't really, in all honesty, I knew nothing about their relationship previously to this tragedy happening. And because of it, and obviously because of the reporting that we've done, I've had to learn. And everybody says that they were soulmates. And it really came across that way when she was speaking. And yeah, I don't know, it brought, it brought me back, definitely, um, when, when you're eulogizing someone, I think people have this misconception a lot of times that the funeral is the hardest day and like, how could you get up there and do it? And everybody's experience is totally different. But I know that in my experience with my mom, and the reason I'm saying this is because I felt, I saw a little bit of myself in Lauren when she was speaking. It's like, yes, this is absolutely tragic and it's you're having such a hard time, but this is your final chance to honor that person that had such a unbelievable impact on your life and you want to be able to do so and do so well and cohesively and have your words heard and I felt like that's what she was doing like this was her final chance to be like this man changed my life and I want to give him the respect it deserved and that's exactly what I did with my mom and I and I thought it was just really beautiful how she yeah I I could not agree more I mean that's that's exactly what you did so it's an amazing comparison it was um 
I don't know. It was it was it was really awesome to watch this. They, it was a beautiful it was a beautiful service. Everybody was so impacted. It was like this is such an unbelievable tragedy, but they really were doing the best to make it about his positive contributions to society and um, just him as a person. Also, just to note, it was planned by Mindy Weiss. So, as you guys know, she is most famous, I think, for planning all of the Kardashians' events, and she did this one, which was and she beautiful. Did beautiful and like so classy and and. So classy and elegant, and it was totally random. We were talking to someone um, about like having her on the podcast, and they were like, "Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to text her when she's done with Nipsey's service." We're like, "No, no, don't bother her." <laughs> yeah, like, please don't, please don't worry about us. <laughs> Sorry, we, like we know it was, it was so funny. We were like, we had no idea, um, but she did a beautiful job, and I think that he was really honored in uh, a way that he should have been. So we just wanted to touch on that for a second. Okay, moving on now to J Lo and A Rod. So remember, like, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. There were the cheating rumors about about A Rod. So Jose Canseco came out and started tweeting all this bogus stuff about how he knows that uh, A Rod's been cheating on J Lo and that everybody knows it and all this. And like no one in their camp had responded. I think it was because it's like they almost didn't want to validate it with a response, right? right? And then uh, J Lo went on the Breakfast Club and Charlemagne asked her about it, and she was just acted totally unbothered. She was like, "It doesn't matter. I know who he is, and he knows who I am, and that's it." Right. Like we know he didn't cheat. It was such a classy way to handle it. Also, what I say to you, when would he have the opportunity to? I have literally not seen them apart. They're always together. Two years. I would, did I, this is, I don't know if anybody, any of you listen to The Breakfast Club or if you ever see the clips. Like, do you ever watch any of the clips? All the time. Yeah. So when I was, um, I was watching the news a couple, did I say this last time? I'm not sure. I was watching the news last week and they were saying how The Breakfast Club has become such a show for like, if you want to run for president, you better get your ass on The Breakfast Club because you're going to so appeal funny, to a totally right? different audience. You're going to appeal to a largely like black audience. And um, I, kind of random to this, but it was just like The Breakfast Club is has become such a a staple on so many different levels. Like J-Lo's denying the cheating. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, it, it is. It's a really unbelievable show. And like the, the hosts are like— so intelligent and so, like, amazing at, at, I think, moving people's stories along and what they're trying to get out. I remember I was watching um, the Offset interview that I I was telling you about, and I think that that interview really, like, switched the way people thought about Offset and the way people perceived him. So I I think they just do a really unbelievable job of that, and I think they've had some really special guests and, like, really amazing moments on the show. Yeah, no, totally. Um, so all is well in the world of JLo and A-Rod in case anybody had any anxiety associated with it, like we didn't at all. It's funny because a lot of times when people really like deny cheating rumors, I'm like, oh, thank God, thank God, thank God. But it's like, in this case, I was like, yeah, duh. No shit. Like there was no part of me that felt relieved because I didn't feel anxious about it in the slightest. Completely. Um, okay, moving on. So <laughs> Vinny and Polly went on, I think they initially said it on the Chicks in the Office show. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. I'm not 100% sure, though. There's a Chicks in the Office um, podcast by Barcel. We love those girls, actually. And they went on, and they were talking about how Billy McFarlane and the situation have become friends in prison. <laughs> yeah, because Otisville is lit. That's where they are. That's where Michael Cohen's headed. We've got a friend's dad there, too. We do. <laughs> Bernie Madoff couldn't get in, yeah. which is, like, embarrassing, obviously. Yeah. Imagine not getting into your first-choice prison. <laughs> If only his, his mom would pay 500 grand. Literally, Otisville is probably, like, more— Like, Otisville is a country club. It's a prison. It's a country club that you can't leave. It's un—it's crazy. I think that that is Billy McFarlane. Just imagine if we had footage of Billy McFarlane and Mike the Situation, like, playing Scrabble in prison. 
I, I can't even imagine. They probably play racquetball and then they go for a schwitz. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, I read an article <laughs> once and it was like, <laughs> that's what they do there. I read an article once and it was when Michael Cohen, like, was was able to, like, give his top picks of prison and he obviously put Otisville first. And they were like, the article was like, Otisville, every Jewish man's dream. Like, <laughs> it literally sounds like a country club that, like, you're on a waiting list to get into. It, no, it, it like, is. I feel like it's we're like, like Van, Van Golf Club. Literally, like Snooki said in an interview also, she was like, oh my God, yeah, Situation's having the best time. That is so fucking insane. Oh my God, what a world we live in. Yeah, it's, you know what it's I mean? crazy. And I, I like, also, I, I don't want to make light of it because I understand that a lot of people who are listening to this are probably like, this is such bullshit because why do they get to go to this nice prison when they've done something wrong? Like, I, I fully understand that oh, and acknowledge the- that fact. It is fucked up. It is ridiculous. And like, it's not right, but it's also like, I think we can find a little bit of humor in this whole situation. Oh, the whole thing is, it's ridiculous. It's the mo- it's, it, it is the beacon of like inequality in our in our society that is just beyond if this if this isn't a perfect representation of it I don't even know what yeah. is but um just it was interesting that they touched on that which I think this isn't in order but I wanted to just kind of as, as a nice uh transition I don't know how many of you watched a double shot of love with Vinny and Polly the premiere was last weekend so I'm not going to go into the details because for those of you who haven't watched it's kind of just like what but so for anybody that is unfamiliar that they were doing this, basically Vinny and Polly got uh, a double shot at love on MTV and it's a dating show with like 22 women or so and uh, very typical, exactly what you would expect. So I, we, we watched the first episode and what they did was they're both like the bachelors, right? But what they did is they decided to trick the women. So the first night they had Vinny come out and pretend like he was the host and that Polly was was like the bachelor. And so he met the Polly met the first group of 10 women. And then the second night they switched. So it wasn't until, which is going to be this next episode, where the girls actually know that both of them are the bachelors because one group thinks that it's just Vinny and one group thinks that it's just Polly. So again, I'm not going to get into specifics of the girls because if you didn't watch, you're not going to have any idea. But if you like completely mindless reality television where you literally can be on your phone 90% of the time, don't have to pay attention and just want to be entertained, this is the show for you. That's your criteria for everything we watch. Yes, it is. I'm like, oh, you want to watch this? She's like, can I be on my phone and not pay attention at all and not even look up at the screen? I'm like, then don't even fucking watch it. Oh, but I was I was invested. Well, I know because I, as I was doing the outline, I texted you and I was like, do you want to talk about Polly and Vinny? And you're like, fuck yes. <laughs> Because I have this weird thing. I think Polly is so hot. It's funny because I think Vinny's so hot. I, there's something about Polly. I don't know what it is. I, he's not at all my typical type, but he has this like swag about him in a way. Also, okay, can you guys respond to this either on just just DM me if you felt the same way? Did you forget that Polly had a kid? Because I completely forgot until I was watching the episode, and he was like, "It's different for me now, the girl that I bring home, because the girl's now gonna know my daughter." I completely, I talked yeah. to Julie. It's, it's very underrated, and he, like, doesn't really share photos of her and, like, I, I guess talk about it a lot, which I think is for her, her privacy probably, but it, it is interesting. I think it's, like, a very forgotten about I thing. Com- I, I hope that there are some people listening to this that are like, oh, shit, I completely forgot that too. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are. I it was a big deal at the time, and then it kind of, um, like, phased out. Yeah, no, I know. So, anyway, really, I, I, I loved it. I love watching them interact. They have the funniest. They're, they are born to do reality television. There are some yes. people that just know yes. how to they do it. Are, uh, they are two incredible personalities for TV. You know you're going to be entertained, and what more could you want? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, okay, let's give you a little bit of a Coachella update. Fuck yes. Let, let, let you take the reins on this. Yeah, you were getting a little uh, scratchy anyway. I'm sorry, guys. Just bear with me. Um, so Coachella weekend one is over. 
weekend too will be next week where we'll have Kanye at Sunday service, which will be at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard <laughs> Time, 9 a.m. <laughs> I feel like it's my job. Like it's my fucking moral duty to be like, and Kanye Sunday service will be at. Okay. So if you're not busy with other Easter festivities, then then you can uh, tune into Kanye. This counts as going to church probably. 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> Said by two Jews. <laughs> Said by two Jews excited for Passover and ready to experience <laughs> Sunday service on Sunday. <laughs> Um, Their grandmas are just smiling right now. <laughs> yeah, they are. They really are. Um, so Ariana headlined Coachella, as we know, the day three, which is like the the coveted spot. And I mean, it was incredible. I, I watched a little bit of it live and then fell asleep. But she brought in Sync out. She brought Nicki Minaj out. She brought Diddy out. It, it was like, it was really special and, and really credible to watch her have this moment. There was like a weird thing that happened with Nikki's microphone that I'm not 100% sure what happened, but there was some sort of malfunction that like people were very upset about, um, which I guess those technical issues just happened. It's like, it, it wasn't Nikki's fault. It wasn't Ariana's fault. I guess it was probably Coachella's fault, but it happened. But a list came out. I don't know the legitimacy of this, but there was a list on Twitter that I saw that was like all of the artists who have had um, microphone troubles during Coachella, and it was like six people. And to me, I'm sorry, that's unacceptable. I know that mistakes no, happen, but that that's really, come on. No, I, 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 I agree. What I'm saying is like, it's not... It's not the artist's uh, fault, artist fault, fault at all. No, of course not. Of course Which not. Which I think a lot of times when like these malfunctions happen, people are like, fuck Nicki Minaj for like not like, no, it's not her fault. Obviously, she didn't intend for this to happen. And, and <laughs> It's not her choice, yeah. But, no, totally. I mean, it was crazy. She brought out sync, and it was like they sang Tearing Up My Heart, and it was awesome. And and you know my favorite part of Coachella, which was Justin Bieber coming to support Ariana and meeting Billie Eilish for the first time. So I'm sure most of you are aware, but Billie Eilish basically just comes onto the scene. She's 17. She takes over, seriously. Her handle's at where are the avocados in case anybody wants to look up while we're talking. Or um, wants to know where avocados are. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's like very beast to her own drum, super like unapologetically herself. Anyway, she's really talented. So she's made it a thing now to talk about her obsession with Justin Bieber. She literally made a joke about how like she only wanted to be famous to to get to know him. And he comes to Coachella and there's a video of them meeting and she is dying. Yeah, it was like, the. it was literally, you can see it. Like I've watched that video how many times. I said to you yesterday, I was like, I will watch Billie Eilish meet Justin Bieber for the first time until the day I die. Like also how like, unbelievably sweet of him. Like, I was I was reading online, like, he went to Coachella for two reasons. He didn't go any of the other days. He went just for Ariana to support her because they're such good friends and obviously they have the connection with Scooter Braun and to meet her. And I we posted a picture the other day and I think we only put it in a roundup, which was Justin commenting on Billy Ellis's picture saying, check your DMs, girl. And my assumption is that DM was like, what, like, are you going, you're going to be at Coachella, right? Like, it was either that or something with Drew House. Yeah, I mean, possibly. I mean, I mean, she would be an amazing model for Drew House. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, by the way, just on a Justin Bieber note, like we posted a picture where he comments on Drew Barrymore's picture, like check your GMs, and everyone's like, oh my God, what are they talking about? Listen, it doesn't take a rocket scientist. Clearly something with Drew House. Her name yeah, is yeah, literally Drew. Drew. So just for everybody that like, wasn't sure that that was, that was what, I, I mean. The only reason that I thought that I'm thinking that Billy may be more Coachella-focused is yeah, just totally. because of timing. No, 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 totally. I was just speaking for the Drew Barrymore thing. Yeah, no, I, definitely that. People were asking that. Yeah, it was really sweet. I think also, we didn't plan on talking about this, but I kind of just want to know that we are. Justin Bieber recently has, so he, he's he been, you know, as you know, him and Haley bought this 
gorgeous house in the Hollywood Hills. And he's been like way more active on social media, as you know, we've spoken about, but especially in his stories. And he posted a story like five in a row with all songs that were alluding to how wealthy he was, which I guess you could say is kind of classless, but honestly, I fucking loved it. And he was like giving a tour of his house. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, this house. It's so gorgeous. You guys, it's, it's so, so gorgeous. gorgeous. He did a live stream where it was literally just him playing music, looking out like nothing else. I, well, I, I watched it. I like There was nothing going on. It was just the pool, but I watched it. I watched everything. I have to tell you, like I really more and more every day think that he just has such a good heart. Don't you? That was so nice. Tell me more. I love him. I know you do. <laughs> he gets a lot of shit. He's really— he, But that's why. Like I feel like I have to like stand up for him because I feel like he's incredibly misunderstood. Yeah. We literally take it upon ourselves to stand up for so many of these people. It's yeah, so, because I don't like watching people be mean to Justin. I don't like watching people be mean to any of them. Even even when I don't like them, I hate it. I Not to sound I so, I know it sounds so kumbaya, but I hate the, those comments. When people are like start attacking them on our page, I, I don't. I know. It's like, it's, it's, it's a really difficult balance because it's like, on one hand, it's like, it's not our fault. No, it's not our fault, but I feel like then it's like, oh, did we give a platform? But then it's like any picture of them, I don't know, whatever. Um, Yeah, so check out Justin's house if you haven't. I'm sure there are some accounts that screen recorded it. It's really beautiful. They seem, him and Haley seem really happy. And uh, I don't know, I just, it's it's, it's interesting watching him. What are you thinking? I was just thinking about Coachella as a whole. Like, I felt a little disappointed by it this year. I know you did. Why don't you speak more on that? I, I don't know what it is. I guess like... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. That was what it would be like if you were in therapy. By the way, it's like you say a thought and the therapist is like, oh, I, I hear that. Tell me more. And then you you so effortlessly just went into your feelings. This isn't a feeling. Yeah, but see... <laughs> this is like ridiculous. This is like bullying. You don't think... And every time we leave and she does this, she's like, do you think I was mean to you today? I'm like, yeah, you're kind of pressuring me to like <laughs> deal with shit that I don't want to deal with. <laughs> I know you're doing great, so keep going. Well, no, I don't want to. <laughs> Okay, so she, you, Julie was a little underwhelmed. Explain why. I was just underwhelmed. Like, I just feel like, I guess I guess in comparison to last year, where Beyonce was the headliner, and it was like, first of all, it, it's no secret that that was probably the greatest performance, not in just Coachella history, and probably history. Like, it was just incredible. They had the stage on display at Coachella this year to play, like, homage to that performance. And I feel like there was so much hype around that and so much, like, delivery and follow-through, and it was everything that we wanted that, like, I, I just don't think anything can compare. Like, even even how excited I was for Kanye to possibly be a headliner and then he pulled out and how excited I am for him back in doing Sunday service, it still wouldn't compare to what Beyonce was able to do on that stage last year. No, completely. Yes, you're, you're, you're right. And I think that having Beyonce is that, like— Parameter, I guess, is real. It's a hard, it's a hard, tough act to follow. It is, and I think it's. I, I don't think it's just me. I think that uh, the way that I felt about Beyonce last year is because I watched it with a lot of people who aren't don't like love her the way that I do. Because I, I mean, admittedly, most people who are saying don't love her the way that I do because it's another level. Yeah. But it was like everyone who was watching it, it finally clicked for them. Like everyone who was like, I don't really get the Beyonce hype. Like I think she's amazing and talented, but I don't get why people like die for her. And I felt like everyone who watched it finally had that moment where they were like. There is no one more talented. No, there is no one that like puts more into what she does. So, not to take away from Ariana, like I, I thought Ariana's performance was excellent. I thought this was such a huge moment for her, and I was so so happy for her. And same with Childish Gambino, and same with like Jane Smith. Yeah, like everyone else who performed it was it was excellent. It's like it's such an honor and such a big deal to like, especially to play your first Coachella. Like it, it really is unbelievable. I just felt like for for me as a consumer, 
I was a little underwhelmed. I understand. That's it's a totally valid thing to say. Um, yeah. <laughs> also, it's like there's all those memes that are like Coachella season starting. I guess I have to unfollow every influencer. Yeah. I, I don't know. Here's my take on it. I know that that's going to happen, and it doesn't really bother me. I think also my favorite thing about us, you and I, is the fact that we don't suffer from FOMO in the sense of like genuinely, honest to God, there was not one ounce of me that wished that I was there. It's that idea of having to document every single aspect of of every moment. And I'll tell you, if I was there, that's not how I would do it. No, I know we wouldn't, but we also wouldn't. Like, that's just not Well, there's us. two types of people, and I think people have a hard time remembering it. Like, there's people that go to Coachella to show people they're at their Coachella, and there are people who genuinely go to Coachella because how amazing is that every artist that you love is in one spot? Like, it, it doesn't happen so often. And, like, the thing that I always say about concerts, and, and somebody said this to me, I don't remember who, but it, like, really stuck with me, is that, like, no matter what concert you go to, there's somebody who's in that audience who that is their favorite artist in the whole world. No, that's so really like, cool. Yeah, so like when you're at Coachella, it's like there are people who are there because like they've waited their whole life to see this person. It's finally their opportunity. And it's like, I think Coachella gets such a bad rep because of the way influencers are and the way they show off and the way they're only there to post pictures themselves. But then there's the other hand, the other side of it that's like, how amazing for these people that they get to like not only see one of their favorite artists, but maybe 10 or 20 of them. No, I completely agree with you. And also, I just want to say, I'm not, like, I'm really not putting down the influencers or whatever. I think that what, you know, Revolve and Amex and all these companies do is amazing. Like, that so much work goes into those things. Yes, no, I totally agree. And that's incredible. And like, I'm not for a second downplaying that. I think it's epic. I I really do. I think it's awesome. And also like for these, these people, this is their careers. Like, looking amazing at Coachella is genuinely how they get paid. And I totally support that. Right. I'm just saying personally for me, I would find it really stressful. Cause it's like, I either want to go to enjoy the music or I want to go to um, like for aesthetic purposes and having to blend the two is, is just like too much for me to handle. Yeah, I mean, it's also, it's a long weekend. I, I You know me. I mean, forget it. Yeah. I mean, we were, I'd be like, listen, I'm sure it's great, but the UV index is at a 10. So you're going to go, I'm just going to lay some baby oil outside for a little, like that, that would be me. Um, <laughs> Don't use baby oil, people listening to this. Yeah, don't, you can't oh, promote not, baby I'm, oil. I'm not condoning baby oil. It is so bad for your skin. But when the UV index is really high, I do sometimes put it on. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm, it's, it's okay for you to do it. And it's okay for me to do it. Yeah, I just, just don't really want other people to do yeah, it. Yeah, please don't. Like, it's too, we're, we're too far gone. Yeah, totally. Although I definitely do put on aloe after. Not that that helps. Anyway, so we'll get back to the show in a minute. But I just want to take a second to tell you guys about OpenFit. So as we all know, getting fit and staying healthy always sounds easier than done. So that's why OpenFit is bringing you something new that makes it even easier to never miss a sweat session. The whole idea here is convenience and accessibility, which is huge for working out. So basically, you can lose the commute to the gym and let the workouts come to you. So what is OpenFit? Basically, OpenFit takes out all of the complexity out of losing weight and getting fit. It's a brand new, super simple streaming service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room in as little as 10 minutes a day. Everyone's bodies are super different, and OpenFit gets that, which is really important because we're not all created equal um, in that sense. And it's why it's personalized to your needs with custom-tailored original content. So a couple cool things. They have amazing trainers and classes. So the OpenFit classes are led by some of the most effective and engaging trainers in the world. You can sculpt your body with Andrea Rogers, who is the founder of the worldwide sensation Extend Bar, which is awesome. Um, you can get in crazy good shape with Hunter McIntyre, who was named by Sports Illustrated as one of the top 50 fittest athletes. These trainers know how to get you results and they know how to get you them quick. Um, I think also what's amazing is that it's access anywhere and anytime. So whether you're on your computer or your web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, Roku, 
you have access to this. Um, and that's so important because then you don't have an excuse. It's like no gym, no problem. And to be able to do that is, is really great. Um, especially great if you're traveling. It's also super simple. So you can forget all the complexity and stress around getting fit and you just press play and work out on your schedule. You can do 600 seconds with celebrity trainer Devin Wiggins, which packs fat burning, muscle building, body sculpting benefits of much longer sessions into a fraction of that time. As you know, high intensity workouts are super uh, crucial for burning fat. And again, you can lose up to 15 pounds in just the first 30 days, flattening your abs, shaping your body and uh, looking and feeling great. So again, um, Right now, during the OpenFit 30-Day Challenge, our listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit, where you can lose up to 30 pounds, 15 pounds in 30 days when you text COMMENTS to 303030. Um, you'll get full access to OpenFit, all of the workouts and nutrition information totally free. Again, just text COMMENTS to 303030. Standard message and data rates may apply, um, but definitely, definitely try it out, and you never know. Again, that is just texting COMMENTS to 303030. Okay, back to the show. Um, moving on to another Justin Bieber thing, which I wanted to touch on before and I forgot to. So there was an account, I believe it was called, um, unfollow jelly or some, something like that. I forget the exact name. It was a, it was a negative account about Haley and Justin and it was, it was private. And Justin posted a screenshot of it saying, everybody report this account, please. Like I've blocked them. Basically they were spreading hate and Justin wanted them off. But what was so fucking interesting is that he actually posted a screenshot of it. And in the bottom, you saw that his top suggested follow was Selena Gomez. We must have got this sent to us literally 30 times. Everyone was like, why does he just follow her? Like Everybody's like, guys, guys, did you see? Did you see? We're like, stars, they're just like us. Like, the thing with Justin Bieber that I think is like so funny is that like, okay, if I were to post that and I was like, fuck, everyone's going to be so annoying about this. I don't feel like dealing with it. I'll just blur it out. Like, with him, he just doesn't think like no, that. No, the funniest thing about it is that, like, you and I could not be farther from famous. Like, we have no desire or whatever. Meanwhile, if that was us and we were posting to our, like, a thousand private people, <laughs> we would be— And, and my out. ex-boyfriend, not not actually in this case because we're friends, but, like, someone else's name was— Okay, like, your ex-boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, like, Thomas is that is okay? <laughs> <laughs> Should we explain what just happened or Yeah, Emma's ex-boyfriend, like, like, is he going to be mad? No, it's Thomas. Wait— well, I guess we should just tell them because people are always ask. No, so long, very long story short, um, my ex who I dated for like a million years, he's genuinely one of my best friends in the entire world. And uh, like, we're so, so, so platonic, but he's like, seriously, like he was my one of my first friends and, and he always will be. Anyway, yesterday, which I want to tell you guys about anyway, the Bravo thing. Yeah, of course. We were at Bravo for the day and I like didn't have my phone. And, and I, get, I get a Facebook chat from Thomas and he's like, He's like, is Emma okay? I haven't heard from all day. I'm like, yeah, she's fine. She just like, like that's the thing that's so funny. Like, if I don't answer my phone for a day, it's like, okay, Julie's not on her phone. Not because people aren't like think like aren't used to me being on my phone. It's just because like if I don't answer them, like their life goes on. You don't answer certain people, and it's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know. It's like somebody send out an Amber Alert because I'm personally not okay. Like, like they they literally depend on you, and I think it is the funniest thing in the whole world. Not necessarily saying Thomas, but just in general, that it's definitely true. There's a lot of people that I feel like I know, that. Thomas is just the sweetest thing in the whole world. Yeah, he, I got worried about you. Yeah, yeah. No, Thomas is really sweet. This is so nice of us to give. Wait, th- for the OG, <laughs> wait, for the OG listeners, this is when we had the, when we had the Sarah and Aaron Foster episode. And I told the really fucking cringeworthy story about how, 
Tell it again. I fucking love this story. <laughs> Very short version because I know a lot of you have already heard it. Was when he started dating someone new. It was like the the only year of our entire relationship, our entire lives since we were 13 that we didn't speak. And I like wanted to see what this girl was all about, but I didn't want to look for my personal. So I made another account. She was a ballerina. And I made the account called like Daily Ballerina Inspo. <laughs> And it fucking linked to my Facebook. I, I get a notification <laughs> and I, I text Emma and I'm like, Emma, why does it say your friend Emma Diamond has joined Instagram as Daily Valor? <laughs> and this isn't like she just didn't and was able to delete it. Like she's been following for a little while and all of a sudden it is like no, after a couple of months. Every single person I was Facebook friends with got the notification. And obviously everybody knew. And everybody's like, do you think she's scared? I'm like, I don't give a shit if this girl saw. I care about the fact that everybody who knows yeah, me knows is, clearly that's the reason. It's incredible that you were able to recover from that. I totally own it. Because you want to know something? The response that I got was every other person was like, I do the same thing. And I can't tell you because of that. I have so many boys, like my guy friends that say to me, I just made an account. Can you check and make sure there's no link to my friends That's on my Facebook? That's fucking funny. Like everybody does it at some point. Not to do anything mean. I would never comment anything mean. I was just curious what was going on in the beginning stages. And now I can laugh about it, especially because like Thomas and I have such a good relationship. I wonder if people like when we talk about our personal lives. I think if, if it, you do... Emma will continue to talk about hers, and I still won't say a word about mine. <laughs> well, no, that's just such a relatable story. Like, everybody yeah, no, it's can amazing, relate. But, like, so I just, funny. I wonder if if that was a moment where people were like, it's nice to hear, like, <laughs> Thomas's name. <laughs> so funny. Um, okay, moving on to Ariel Winter. So, as you guys know, she is, like, this, this girl gets more, first of all, she's always in the Daily Mail. Every single day, Daily Mail Snapchat is a picture of yeah, Ariel like, Winter. Get off her dick. Get like, off her <laughs> dick. Like, literally turn her boyfriend. Um, and she, you know, had gained a lot of weight, and then she lost it, gained, whatever. And it was all, people, like, her weight was a story, which is so fucked up in the first place. Like, first of all, nobody's weight should be anything. That is between you and your doctor, and that's it. But anyway, it was like a whole thing. So, finally, she had lost a lot of weight, and during an Instagram live Q&A, someone asked her about it and she responded and said that she switched to antidepressants and it allowed her to now lose the excess, excess weight um, because she'd been trying to, but like her other medication uh, really slowed down her metabolism. And as you, I think you guys remember a couple of, or like a while ago, we talked about how she went off on like different trolls that were saying it was because of cocaine and all this stuff. And she was like, listen, it's literally because of my medication right. like for my antidepressant. There's nothing else here. And clearly, I mean, she lost it so fast. It I mean, true, like sense. also truly, like she doesn't owe anyone an explanation. No, of so course not. Like, but I can imagine getting so fucking annoyed. No, you're just I see, like, I, like I get it. Like it's, 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 what I'm saying is like, I understand her giving an explanation because at a certain point it's like, oh my God, I can't handle this anymore. Like it's so annoying, but like, no, no one should be expecting an explanation from a celebrity as to what their weight is. No, it's 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 I mean, so funny that you were like it's between her and her doctor. I was like I lie to my doctor all the time. I'm like <laughs> I have my period. Can you take off six pounds? <laughs> They're like this isn't how that works. <laughs> um, also, another in other news, Ariana Grande did a posted a picture of her scans of her brain showing her PTSD from the Manchester attack, and it was like it was, the picture was like normal brain brain from PTSD. <sighs> So, yeah, it's, it's, so first yeah. of all, so vulnerable for her to do so. Incredibly so. And um, it, I think incredibly informative that um, I, I, I imagine that the majority of people who saw that were unaware that you can see that in a brain scan. You can see it in a brain scan. No, no, I, I, no, I know no, I'm no, saying that. No, no, I, I, yes, totally agree with you. It was something that not a lot of people would know. Well, I think that like a lot of a lot of people, especially with with mental illness, which I feel like we've been talking about a lot recently, like with Kanye and stuff, that it's like. Their understand like the, our. I think in general, like our understanding of mental illness is so like 
small. And I think that when you're able to post something and be like, this is what my brain looks like as a result of this, it helps people to understand. Like a lot of people just need to see it visually to understand that like what what it is and what you're dealing with and the way it affects you. Totally. PTSD is a real thing. I literally talk about it all the time because I have it for my dad's heart attack and it is so scary. Yeah. And so for her to like be so, it, it made me, I wanted to get a brain scan then. <laughs> yeah, it would be, actually I think that would be really interesting. I would love to see it. Um, also, lastly, I think this is the last like news story, right? Of, I think. Yeah, it's I mean, looking like I just, it. There's a lot of things that are like floating around in our heads that we didn't necessarily write down. So we may come back to some, a couple things later. But, but what are you um, thinking about? I don't know. I just feel like things are happening in my head. Um, Taylor Swift posted in her bio, April 26th. What? <laughs> I just think things are happening in my head. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, Taylor Swift posted in her bio, like, Ford slash 26. And then if you go on her website, it's the same thing. There's a countdown till that date. She hasn't announced that it's an album, but I, we can most likely assume that it is. Um, and I know the Taylor Swift fans were really excited about that. And this was us speaking so objectively about it because you guys are right. Just because we necessarily aren't fans, we're still just reporting on the news and Exciting for her and for all of her fans. Is that a fair way to say it? Yes. <laughs> um, before we're we're going to go to our award ceremony, but I first want to tell you guys about yesterday because I feel like people yeah. think that's really cool. So, for this is this if you don't care about Bravo, fast forward. But for the next minute, we're just going to tell you about yesterday. So basically, Bravo invited us. They had um, their first certified Bravo Holics day, and it was like twenty uh, different accounts that they invited who. We were the only one that wasn't solely Bravo. I mean, they invited us for our CBC Bravo account, but the rest of the accounts were all just like major Bravo enthusiasts. And there was an entire day. So we saw like, you know, footage that hasn't come out yet. We got to hear from panels with some of the top execs there. Darren, who is Andy's assistant and also a personality within herself, she moderated the panels and she did amazing. We love her She's so much. She's just so talented. <laughs> she really is so She's, talented. We got to get her on the podcast again. We had Darren a while ago and we're going to get her back. She's just incredible. Um, and they had like... Cameron and Austin from Southern Charm. They had uh, Sonia and Dorinda and Giselle, the housewives. They had Steve Gold, Captain Lee. And it was really cool. It was an awesome experience. Then we went to watch What Happens Live last night. Lala and Ariana were there. I like. I said to Lala, I was like, yeah, Justin Sylvester, when he was here, he said that you need to be our next podcast guest. So she was like, yeah, I'd love to. Okay, that ring. It's gorgeous. No, Lala guys, has. Guys, oh guys, guys. So first of all, she's blonde again. She looks so, they, they both are so She beautiful. really looked so, so gorgeous. Her diamonds were sparkling everywhere. Um, I don't know. She, yeah, I was like. It was a look. I it was, was like, a look. Well, no, she was also talking about the fact that she's sober since October 22nd. She hasn't had a sip of alcohol. She's never felt better. And you can like see it in her almost. She was really glowing. Didn't you feel that way? Totally. Yeah. It was it was a super fun day and I'm like really thankful to Bravo for having us there because it was it was cool. I mean, we've been we've been there obviously before, but it was just fun. Honestly for us, I think what was fun about it was some of these people were like flew in from California for this. Like this was their Super Bowl and I loved watching their excitement, honestly. Yeah. Not to sound like like it was cool for us, but it was like so cool for them and I loved watching that, I guess. Is, I totally know what I mean? agree. Anyway, so we are going to get into our award ceremony in a second. But before we do so, I want to take a second to tell you guys about Talkspace. As you know, I am such an advocate for therapy, and I think that it is so important for all of us. So I'm really excited to tell you guys about this. Basically, Talkspace is therapy for how we live today. So the best part about this is that it's mobile. It's available when you need it, and it's affordable. Because as we know, life can be stressful. And between work, family, everything in between, it's not always easy to find time for yourself. But it is so important to do so because in order to be effective for other people, you have to be your best self. So 
Here's the thing. Talkspace Online Therapy makes taking care of your mental health more affordable and convenient than ever before. So basically, you just provide your preferences for therapy, and Talkspace will match with one of over 4,000 therapists the very same day. Then you send your therapist unlimited text, audio, picture, or video messages from anywhere at any time. Like, it's literally unbelievable. I don't know, um, you know, if any of you go to actual therapy, but getting that appointment time and and having to stick to it is is really difficult because sometimes things come up and you just want to be able to talk about it. So having the freedom to be able to do so is so liberating and honestly so beneficial. Um, no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. So there's more than one million people who feel happier with Talkspace. I think also, like, for a lot of people, finding the right therapist can be incredibly stressful. And it's it's a process that requires a lot of work and a lot of effort because it's so important that you have a good match. Um, but the thing about Talkspace is that they have a matching process that takes your unique preferences into account and to help you find someone whose style and expertise match your needs. And if you want to switch, you can do that at any time with no extra cost. It's affordable. Um, one month of therapy on the Talkspace platform actually costs about the same amount as a single face-to-face session. And best of all, you'll never have to wait a week to share what's on your mind, which as I said before, like, I know some of you can relate to what I'm talking about. It happens on a Tuesday. You know, your your appointment's not until Friday and you're waiting for a date. So this is to be able to do so immediately is so awesome. So again, Talkspace is more than 4,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing the challenges that we all face. So to match with your perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com and make sure to use the code CELEBS to get $45 off your first month. Again, that's CELEBS and Talkspace.com to get $45 off your first month. So the weather is finally getting a little warmer. And one of the most fun parts about the seasons changing is kind of the wardrobe revamp that comes along with that. And if you're looking to update your wardrobe without spending a fortune, I want to introduce you to Quince because I really think that they do quality essentials kind of better than anyone I found. And I've told you guys about them before, but specifically as the weather is getting warmer, their linen dresses, like such an easy throw on, so comfortable, such good quality. To me, if you put on a linen dress with a pair of white sneakers, a little cardigan over your shoulders, to me, that is such a chic look. Also, they're washable silk blouses. They are so comfortable, but you look so put together. They have great like scoop neck t-shirts, just comfortable, easy staples. Like that is what I like about them. I think that you can really build just a quality wardrobe collection with their essentials. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and then passes those savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm rather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash CBC for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash CBC to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash CBC. Okay, let us transition now to our award ceremony. Would you like to start with funniest or best clapback? Oh, um, I'd like to start with funniest. Do you like when I give you the option? Yeah, I got nervous because I thought you were going to ask me to read them. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do anything. Um, okay, so there were two nominees, as always, for funniest. The first was so Sarah Silverman posted these pictures of Sandra O. Oh, and it was a picture of her. <laughs> if you guys don't like, didn't see this one, go look at our page. But I'm, I think most of you saw it because it did well. So it was two slides. And the first was Sandra O, oh, where her knees look like her boobs. And she looks like she has giant boobs. And the second one, as you realize, she's just, it's just her knees. So Sarah writes, Genuinely thought, oh my God, Sandro has giant tits, and she stopped, and then and then she stopped looking at her hands, and I saw it was her knees. It was a personification of the old Land O'Lakes butter trick, and um, Fortune Feimster, is that how you say her name? 
commented and said, I saw the pic before I saw your post and thought, Sandra O has big old titties and Kate Beckinsale comments. Is this how you've been fooling us all these years with your big natural knees? Because obviously as Sarah Silverman is known for having very large breasts. Um, breasts. <laughs> but instead of saying tits. It's like, yeah, it's just like, we, look, how, look how politically correct we are that we like stopped saying tits. <laughs> Um, that was I, feel like you, I feel like you grew up so much in the past, like, one second. One, one second. The second nominee, which I'm just a spoiler alert, this is the winner. So this girl posts a picture of um, her outside what she thought was the full house house, and she writes, despite my smile, Uncle Jesse was not home, and he and John's name was comments because you're at the wrong house. <laughs> I, the reason I love this one and the reason it's the clear winner is not just because that comment was hilarious, is also because, like, it's not like it, it's— it's always one thing when a celebrity comments on another celebrity's photo. It's a whole other story when, like, a celebrity comments on, like, a random person's photo. No, he ha- he went through his tagged photos and found this. Or someone on his team found it and sent it to him. But, like, either and way, that's— so happy it happened. Same. But then it brings me to my thing. We tag John Stamos and stuff all the time, and his wife follows. And for some reason, we—and it's not even like he's a lurker. Like, there are a lot of celebrities, which we're not going to name names, that we have caught them looking at our, our story, that they don't follow us. And, like— I would never say the names because I think it's such an invasion of privacy, but, like, big fucking names. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm still not ready to talk about it. <laughs> the thing with John Stamos, I guess I understand him not following because I think he follows so few people, and we post a lot. I know, and it could be annoying, but I think that, like, we, we're such fans of his in the sense of, like, our—not such fans of his. I know we are, but, like, I'm saying of his commentary. I would think that he would want to—he just seems to me like he'd want to be in on it. That's all. It's kind of interesting that his wife follows because if she heard the shit that I said that I'd let him do to me, she would be like, okay, I got to distance myself from these <laughs> girls. Don't you think? Yes, but again, I feel like I always, it's like this, this is how I feel about our, how our podcast goes a lot of times. Like Julie says, unbelievably incriminating the comment and like quickly I have to just like clean it up. Yeah, what do you have to clean up about that though? <laughs> no, my response is like in, in case of the God forbid chance that she is listening, we love your guys' marriage. We are so respected. You have a beautiful family. That being said, John Stamos happens to be one of the most attractive men ever. Yeah, there's a lot of people whose marriages I respect whose husbands I would still sleep with. In, in a hypothetical world. In a hypothetical, this is never actually going to happen so it's not an issue Julie, world. I know. You're, you, you act to me as if like we don't have these crazy people that DM us these crazy Crazy things. Like, clearly, I know you're kidding. I just need to specify for the certain people that listen to this and think that we're serious. That's all. Yeah. You know what I mean? I won't wreck anybody's marriages today. <laughs> so, congratulations, John Stamos. You are the winner for Funniest Comment of the Week. And we're about to post a story of you in about an hour after this podcast goes up. And we're going to tag you in it. And if you happen to see it and want to repost it, we'd love that. Because the picture that we chose of you is in your prime full house years. Um, Okay, moving on to best clapback. So the, this first one, I don't necessarily know if it's considered a clapback because it wasn't a response to a comment, but it was a response to a story. So Perez Hilton posted an article that said, Coachella 2019, Chris Humphreys and Larsa Pippen spotted getting friendly and playful at VIP party. And the caption is, Larsa Pippen is one of Kim Kardashian's best friends. Do we have another Jordan Woods situation on our hands? Does this break girl code? Obviously referencing the fact that Chris and Kim were married, all of which for 72 days, but still. And Larsa comments, the conversation lasted all of three minutes. He told me he's known Scotty since he was 14, that he loves him. And I said, so did I. Scotty is her husband. To me, it was just like, the what? What are you going to say? No, I want you to finish. The reason that I liked this one is because Larsa can sometimes be like shady, I guess. And this was like not shady. She was just straight out explaining the facts of what happened and immediately down, like shutting it down. Am I the only one that thought that the Scotty commentary at the end was more interesting? Because I, from what I know, they're separated right now. One, I did think that was interesting. And two, I didn't like the fact that this is framed of like, do we have another Jordan Woods on our hands? Like, what? 
<laughs> no, it, it was incredibly stupid. It and also, just, like, <laughs> I, think, I think, honestly, if, if Larsa wanted to sleep with Chris Humphreys, Kim would be like, listen, that's your choice. I'm going to advise you not to, but do whatever the fuck you Kim want. Kim would be like, be my fucking guest, honestly. If you want to put yourself through that, not that, yeah. Just As you know, they did not have a, a good marriage. And, and Chris, that is one person that they, like, the Kardashians speak pretty highly of most people in terms of, like, people they were previously involved with. They don't speak highly of Chris. Yeah. I think they're, I think that um, the reason that they, they speak so un, unfavorably about him isn't, isn't even as much the marriage. It was just, like, the aftermath of it and the way he acted. But I, I think he's, he's uh, cleaned up a little bit recently because he had that Players' Tribune article where he was, like, he was, like, the the marriage was real. I just want to clarify that, despite comments I've made in the past, like the marriage was a hundred percent real. Yeah, no, no, totally. It was just I was happy to see Larsa kind of come back at it. Um, the second was Chrissy Teigen. So she posted a picture of her and Luna, and someone comments the person's username f- to understand was Baking nineteen eighty eight, and it, her feed was all pictures of things that she's baked. And she comments, "I was dying laughing when you were crying on CNN about Trump. Get a backbone, lady." Hashtag pathetic liberals. And Chrissy responds at Baking1988, can you send me some chocolate chip chocolate chip dip Ritz crackers? They look amazing because her most recent post was like of these delicious chocolate chip Ritz so crackers. Funny. Again, we don't get into politics on here. That's not what I'm here to do. But the reason that we love this one so much and the reason that we're going to give her a winner is because, as we always say, you have a much higher chance of winning Clapback of the Week when you go to the person's profile and like, comment on it, and not in a mean way. It wasn't like she was commenting on the person's appearance or anything like that, but it just, like, you take the extra step. Like, that was so much funnier than her just saying, fuck off. Like, she was talking about this girl's Ritz crackers that she dipped in chocolate. Like, that's hilarious, right? Very funny. So, congrats. I love that we gave people the secret to, to winning To winning clapback. Like, all these celebrities are taking notes. Like, imagine. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, I, I just have to do that now. Win clapback. I've been winning all fucking year. <laughs> Oprah's, like, literally sitting there with, like, a spot. <laughs> Could you imagine? Again, we're obviously kidding. Um, so congratulations, Chrissy. You are the winner for this week's uh, Best Clapback, and we just fucking love you so much. A dream that I have is that one day we'll have to stop. It's like we'll be able to stop explaining what we're kidding because people will just know. Listen, I, I dream of that day, but I just don't see it anywhere in the near future. Whatever. Um, so we are going to get into our Kardashian recap in a minute, but first I just want to take a second to tell you guys about Tiki's. As you know, we talk with them all the time. So this is the sandal brand from Brazil. Um, it's pronounced Tiki's and it's spelled T-K-E-E-S. I'm sure you have seen them on Instagram. They're very like cool, subtle um awesome sandals that we wear and and really enjoy. So just a little bit of background. This company um, was started by the husband and wife duo, Carly and Jesse Burnett. And Carly came up with the idea when they were on vacation in St. Bart's. And every year they go back to St. Bart's with their two kids. Uh, as I always say, like these shoes are very St. Bart's-esque in the sense that they're like simple, classy, um, really beautiful. Fun fact, our our favorite fun fact is that Anna Wintour bought these tiki's for all of the women at her daughter B. Schaefer's wedding. Amazing gift. Um, they have the cool thing about this is that they have monogramming, which is perfect for like bridal parties or goodie bags, or honestly, if you're just like us and love anything monogrammed, <laughs> like ever. Um, which is a really cool thing. I don't know a lot of other uh, shoe brands that you can do that with. It's also, uh, they just launched their vegan leather, the matte collection, which is awesome. Um, the Cocoa Butter is their best-selling shade. They have a nudes collection that was designed to match every skin tone. They're honestly just really easy, comfortable sandals. They're very compact. So you can pack multiple. If you're going on a trip for a week, let's say, and you only have room for five sandals, you can probably fit 10 of these. They're uh, really small. 
Again, it's T-K-E-E-S. You've definitely seen them on Angelina Jolie, Beyonce, uh, Cindy Crawford, Steph Jeff. They all own them. And again, I'm sure you've seen them on Instagram. So again, it's Tiki's T-K-E-E-S. So our listeners are getting 15% off with the code CBC and summer is coming. So if you want to stock up on these, now would be a good time. Again, go to www.tikis.com slash CBC to check out the pairs that they have. Again, that's tikis.com slash CBC. So we are now going to move on to our Kardashian recap. This is the part of the episode where we talk about all things Kardashian. So for those of you uninterested, feel free to fast forward. Although a trend that we've been noticing recently is that we get a lot of messages saying, I honestly don't watch Kardashians. I don't give a shit about any of this stuff, but I still listen because I like to be informed. So yesterday in our bonus show, we broke down everything Kim Vogue, like literally the entire interview, 73 questions, all of that. So if you want to listen to that and you haven't yet, um, you can go back. So we're not going to be talking about this here. A lot of other things happen, though, that we can't wait to get into. Yeah, it's my favorite fucking thing in the whole world. Of course I can't wait to get into it. So it was True's first birthday. And listen, it was no stormy world in the sense that it wasn't that type of kind of like fantasy world, but it was so extravagantly beautiful. And I really want to talk about it. No, I mean, listen, I I think that it's, it's hard to compare to stormy world. But, I mean, what Chloe had was fucking spectacular. Oh, my spectacular. God. And they just, like, she wasn't trying to compare. It was, it was totally different. It was, um, the word that I that I would use to describe it is almost, like, magical. There was a fog machine. Um, they were dressed in, like, light blues. There was a lot of pastels. There was uh, balloons that kind of mimic clouds everywhere. There were umbrellas. It was, it was so beautiful and, and well done. What I felt the theme that Mindy went for was magical unicorn garden. Yes, did you speak to her before this? Be honest. Listen, I don't I don't want to flex too hard. <laughs> We're working this is like no bullshit behind the scenes to try to get her on. Not necessarily like we don't think that she'd be down to do a Kardashian focused episode because I don't she probably wouldn't want to reveal some things, but maybe like a breakdown of some of her best events or something. It's definitely something we're working on. So hopefully stay tuned for that. I hope that happens and she's like start to talk about things. And I'm like, oh, the wedding you did at Blah Because like I, I go through her website often because yeah. I mean it's it's truly spectacular. Anyway, so this birthday was amazing. So um Chloe and True were in matching blue pastel outfits and they were wearing Yeezys. They looked so fucking cute. Obviously I know what, what everybody wants us to talk about was the fact that yes, of course Tristan was there and there was a video, um, multiple videos on Chloe's story of her holding True and Tristan like seemingly coming over to kind of hold True or pick her up for a second and Chloe gave him eyes like motherfucking daggers. Like yeah. move the fuck away from my kid. Listen, there were videos later of him holding True. I'm not saying Chloe was being super like protective, but in that one shot, I yeah. know the reason I'm mentioning it is because so many of you mentioned us about it. Like she was like, "This is my moment. Just, just get out." Right. I think it was probably more like, "Why? Like, why are why are you coming over at this point in time and, and doing something when I'm in the middle of something?" And like, it's like it was probably more of an annoyance than anything else. I don't. It's not in Chloe's personality to be like, "Don't hold our daughter." I think she was just like annoyed at his like timing, probably. But it it definitely seemed yeah it was as though she was annoyed by. Just and it was so everything. funny because, like, the response from you guys, like, so many of us messaged him, like, tell him to get the fuck out of her shot. Like, people get—no, I've never seen t- the type of protection that I see, like, people um, banning behind Chloe when it comes to oh Tristan. My God. But I will say also, like, I think to give Tristan a little credit, like, g- good for you for—I mean, like, it seems so stupid to say good for you for being at your daughter's birthday, but, like, good for good for you for being able to maturely come together. To me, I think good for Chloe for allowing him there. Yeah, all of it. Yeah, all of it, all of it. Also, like, the best part about this was that Kim— so, you know, they all, like, live within, like, walking distance of each other. So 
North was there, and of course, North and Chicago were in these matching adorable outfits, and North would not leave the house to go to Chloe's, to go to the birthday party, until Kim let her wear her shoes. So North is there in Kim's, like, stilettos, and, and you hear Kim the entire time, like, Northy, you need to take them off, you need to change, and North is just, like, not having it. Right, and it's like the whole, everything Kim said is like, North, it's time to change into the other shoes we brought. North, please change into your other shoes. Which is probably like, <laughs> she probably just cared more that she wanted her in Yeezys and not in heels. It was, Don't it, you agree? Yeah, absolutely. It was so funny. Um, but the, the party was really beautiful. I think it's also worth noting that all of the um, gifts, the, the in, in lieu of gifts, they were asking for donations to, I forget this. The Children's, the Children's Hospital. The Children's Hospital of LA. Which again, just important to know. Like if, yes, they do it extravagantly, but also they do have friends with very deep pockets and they took advantage of that in order to be and, able to uh, and they also donated a lot of gifts like they brought yeah. gifts instead of giving them true which is amazing I, I feel like you don't see that that often right it's not that you don't see that often it's that everybody is so quick to say to the Kardashians like it's so much easier for the haters to be like oh she spent so much money on this stupid party for her daughter like she's not even gonna remember she could have donated that like she can do both <laughs> right I, yeah. I mean like across the board though not even Kardashian wise it's like often if the Kardashians do their parties they don't show it which is like probably a more subtle thing and like it's it's kind of nice like if you're going to do something you don't always have to show that you're doing it but it is nice and refreshing to see and I mean like across all celebrity parties and and things totally um also so it was Courtney's um birthday or it's it's coming uh, coming up is going to be Courtney's 40th birthday sorry and they did uh like this a message to her so they had like you know keeping up they filmed different little interviews so it was like Chloe uh Kim Scott the kids and we saw Scott's with with Mason and Penelope, and it was so cute. And then did you see Chloe's with Mason also? Yeah. So, I mean, he's he's really grown up before our eyes. He's just fucking funny. He's funny. It was cute. I, I love seeing that. I, you know, we love Courtney and Scott's interactions. Um, also, Courtney, Scott, and Sophia took the kids to Finland for their spring break, which these are just real travel companions. They Incredibly, like— Everything about this trip is kind of weird to me. Like, I'm happy, but I'm, like, a little, like, uh, I don't know. Like, first of all, like, it was for Courtney's birthday. Like, I totally get you co-parenting, but you want to spend your birthday with Scott and his girlfriend? It's fucking respectable. It's, it's so like- respectable. It's it's so outside of my, um, I don't understand it, but I totally respect it. Also, I totally wasn't expecting Finland. Out of, out of left field. Which I read is one of, like, the happiest places in the world. It's, like, Finland and Denmark. It is. Copenhagen, yeah. No, it is. Um, Also, in Coachella news, so Kylie, you know, of course, Kendall was there, whatever, and Kylie and Travis took a private jet there. And this is, like, I say allegedly because it's literally so allegedly. I don't even believe it because there were zero pictures of it. But apparently, Kylie and Jordan were seen hanging out. I'm not saying I believe it. I'm just telling you. I'm not saying I don't, though. I'm just telling you that was reported. I don't know anything. Also, Jaden Smith, as you know, it was like he was headlining. It was a really big deal, and he had Jordan Woods on stage during his Coachella not, not set. Not headlining. Not headlining. He was performing. Sorry, and he had um, Jordan Woods on stage during the set. Which, not that that's news, but just like one final time to kind of put something to rest of like, yes, they, he her relationship with the Smith family is stronger than ever. And also, interestingly enough, Kendall like. All of the Jenners were so supportive of, of Jaden also. So this also puts down any speculation that people were saying like, oh, maybe the Jenner relationship with the, with the Smith kids are, are straight in light of Jordan. Clearly that's not the case. Excellent clearly point. there's like a separation between church and state and they can have both, right? Excellent, excellent point. I did see a picture, I will say, of uh, Jordan and Haley Bieber. Yeah, interesting. So it feels weird saying Haley Bieber still. She's always bought one to me. 
Yeah. You know? But I feel like out of respect for what she wants. No, of course I respect her, but just like. Yes. Haley Baldwin was such a powerful name, though. My favorite thing in the entire world is that meme that's like, like, she's in special. I made my name, blah, 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 Bieber in middle school, too. (laughs) So so funny. Also, this morning, um, this came in, this one came in this morning. We kind of posted it right after it happened. So, out of nowhere, like, I forget who was the first person to uh, recognize it, but Chloe was like randomly on private, which was bizarre. For a split second, I thought it was intentional. And I was like, oh, she probably just like, it's a surge to get more followers. Like, cause she could probably get a million followers in a day from that, or like a couple hundred thousand in a day just from that. Right. Um, but I was like, even then, I was like, this makes no sense. Like, it's like, I. I was confused by it, but I didn't know. Anyway, this account called Kardashian Videos posted a picture of that and writes, Chloe just turned her Instagram account private. Why do you think she did it? And she commented and was like, I'm reading it now. I was on my Explore page and I saw your post. I have no idea how or why my page is private. I don't even know how to do that. Well, thank you for posting. I'm going to fix it. That's strange. We then later found out this was happening to other people also. So I guess it was just a bug and like not some clever trick by the family to get more followers, which I'm not saying I did think it was, but just in, anybody who was curious about that, that's what the deal was with that. Yeah. Um, any other major Kardashian things that you want to touch on that we didn't? I mean, we could talk about True's party for forever because it was just like so beautiful so and special. so special. Oh, one thing. Yesterday, someone me- or this morning, someone messaged us um, that they were listening to the Kardashian episode from yesterday, and they were like, "I don't think that Kim's the seventy-three questions with the with the babies was in their master bedroom. Like, I feel like Kim and Kanye are so private, they wouldn't have shot a scene in their master bedroom." Obviously, I don't know. We couldn't ask them. I think that it was because of because of what you said about the bathroom. That tell them what you were saying. Thanks, (laughs) Amy. I was just like even I think even Kanye and Kim wouldn't have a bathroom that extravagant for a non to to be the non master bath. I think that is like first of all, also you can see kind of behind the bed, back in that wall is the what is presumably the closet and maybe leads to the kids' rooms. I'm not 100% sure how the house is laid out. I would love to see a floor plan, floor plan though. Same. But I just, I, I think that it it's, there's no reason that wouldn't be the master bathroom. No, bedroom. totally, totally. Um, yeah. Also, um, someone sent us Kylie's story from this morning or Kim's story, which was that they're dropping their new fragrance, fragrance together, uh, a collab on KKW Fragrance with Kylie. And it's dropping the same day that Taylor's dropping new music. And someone sends it to us and goes, Interesting that she's dropping this on the same day as T-Swift is supposed to drop new music. Obviously, projects on different scales, but still interesting. Zero percent interesting, by the way. Uh, to me, to me, it's like, uh, honest to God, I don't think that was intentional. By the way, like, if you want to drop something at the end of April, you only have so many dates to choose from. It's not like, first of all, it would be even stupider, honestly, if Kylie was like, oh, I'm not going to drop my fragrance because Taylor Swift's going to come out. The, like, those two things do not affect each other at all. No, but my point is that I don't think that it, it was in the slightest bit shady. Like, no, I it think, wasn't. That's what I'm saying. But everybody like, wants to make it into, into a shade filled like thing. Like, if Kanye was dropping an album on the 26th, fine. That's fine. some fucking That's shade. Some shit. A fragrance on the same day, please. You guys are all reaching. <laughs> you guys, that one person that sent it to us. <laughs> Whatever. No, no, I, I agree. Sorry, that was a little aggressive. Yeah, no, we appreciate the commentary. I just, I, I didn't think so. But maybe that he didn't think so either. Um, I think that that's kind of it for the world of Kardashian. If there's anything else that you're dying for us to talk about, please let us know. Um, I don't Oh, update, guys. Two things. One, we got such an overwhelming response to the sibling podcast oh idea. Oh, my God. Like, overwhelming. And so we're definitely going to do it. We have to, like, we don't like to do things until we really think it through and figure out the way that we want to do it and so we can do it well. But we are, we've already made a list. We've been starting compiling. Keep sending us who you want us to include on it because we're definitely going to do it. There's some really good ones that we totally forgot about. Like, not that we forgot about the Olsons, but, like, 
that's huge. The spouses, the, uh, oh my God, there's so many. There's a ton. There's, there's a ton. so many like siblings. It's crazy. So we're going to do all of that. Um, also, one more update. <laughs> this is this is solely for the Vlog Squad fans, so if you're not interested, just pay no attention. But I wanted to just um, comment to say that for any of you who are also distraught that David is only doing two vlogs a week instead of three, we just want to um, publicly empathize with you because we are also feeling that loss of the one vlog, and we really miss it. Something I find really helps is um, like waiting a little bit and letting them pile up, and then watching them like all in a row. Absolutely. Um, Which we have to do today. Yeah, we have we, to do we today. did let them pile up. Yeah. Um, so yes, we were loving David's Coachella coverage, and we're just like literally David's biggest supporters in the sense of like, yes, for as a consumer, I wish that he did three vlogs a week, but as a like someone who loves him, I like want him to have more time on his own. Again, for anyone new that doesn't know this, we're obsessed with the David Dobrik vlogs. And if you have not checked it out, definitely do so. We get so many inboxes saying people only watch because of us. And they're so happy that they found out. Um, I think that's it. Any other news that you have? No. Okay. That's I, pretty much it. <laughs> okay. We will see you guys next week on Monday for our Kardashian episode and then Tuesday back here again. And keep sending us things. Again, comments by pod at gmail.com. We will put the number for the voicemail in our description. And we love you. And thanks for just caring about this stuff as much as we do. Yeah, let's get some reviews going also. I like those. <laughs> yeah, we do. Especially if you've listened to an episode and it really resonated with you and you enjoyed it, specifically like the Justin one, we got such a good response. It's It really does help us to give a nice review and we, we really appreciate that. Um, and we read everything, even though we don't have a chance to respond sometimes, I swear. We read every single one. I tried to answer some emails last week. so I saw that. I, answer, I went through and I answered like 15. Um, so we're going to keep trying to do that. But anyway, we love you guys and we will see you next week. Imagine you can get this on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about baby making for a second because... It's really not as simple as it's made out to be, meaning there's just factually a lack of knowledge surrounding how to get pregnant. And kind of, you know, for many of us, we spend our lives trying to prevent unwanted pregnancy that when you do want to conceive, there's almost a lack of understanding and resources, which is why I want to introduce you to Free to Fertility. Free to Fertility is the only one-stop shop that makes it easier to make a baby with a set of solutions for everything from egg and sperm health to ovulation tracking to conception aid. And basically what Frida is doing is simplifying the journey to parenthood with products that help you go from trying to making a baby. And their products are innovative, easy to use, accessible, from ovulation prediction to at-home insemination kits. They're kind of revolutionizing the conception aid game with the at-home insemination kit, which is almost, you can think of it as like a modern effective solution to the turkey baster. This is baby making simplified. Find Frida Fertility on Amazon, Target, and select CVS near you.